guys, welcome back to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I'm Melanie. And I'm Nicole. And today we're bringing you a mini episode. Um, It is the not very exciting answer to the Georgia Guidestones. (laughs) I keep calling them Gladstones. Well, they're not glad, (laughs) first of all, because they're not there anymore. Um, This is just going to be a mini, mini episode so if you guys have not listened to the Georgia Guidestone episode yet, go listen to that one first. Um, but basically after we recorded that, Nicole discovered a uh, <laughs> documentary called Dark Clouds Over Elberton. That was, what, 74 cents to rent? 74 cents when we saw it. Yeah. And then you got ripped off. Yeah. Then I went to go watch it so that I could do this update. And it was two ninety nine. No, no, maybe my episode was so popular, everyone started watching that documentary, and then they had to jack up the price. While I totally believe that that was the case, I also think it might have been your phone telling whatever that <laughs> Amazon Prime. you were going to buy it soon. Oh, ASMR rude. of my son eating a cracker. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> the tiniest crunch. He doesn't have any molars yet, does he? He's getting two of them in. Oh, that's yeah, maybe that's why he's not why. sleeping. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Poor baby. All right. So there is a documentary. Okay. This is where, like, the first weirdness starts. Some sources say that this documentary came out in 2005. Other documentaries say that it came out in 2015. <laughs> what? Okay. Wait. You saw it. So, like, does yes. it look like what year it, does it look like it's from? I don't know. It's a document. I don't know. It's a documentary. So I like, I don't know. The lighting and stuff doesn't look like early 2000s. So 2015 sounds phones? about right. <laughs> I don't know if I notice that. You know what? I bet they do. And I just like didn't even notice because I'm so used to seeing them now. Um, but it's the most dramatic documentary I've ever watched. Nice. It was like I was watching a horror movie. All of the music and like sounds and stuff were from <laughs> horror movies. <clears throat> It's like the one TikTok sound that's like super eerie when yes. you record something. That's seriously what it was. And it's two hours long. So the first hour and a half just goes over like everything that I already talked about, all everything that I'd already researched. Um, and then when they get towards the end, that is when they bring forth their evidence of who the makers think that RC Christian was. But before... I get into that. I found a message from someone who worked on the documentary. Um, So the people who made the documentary met with Wyatt C. Martin, the president of the bank, but he was really old and had recently suffered a stroke. So this note from this person. Okay, sorry. I figured it out. It was released around 2015. Nice. but the person who worked on the documentary who released this statement was really uncomfortable with how they treated Wyatt Martin. Um, so I'm going to get into that. Because remember, Wyatt C. Martin was the only person who knows R.C. Christian's identity because he had to prove it to him so that he could accept money from him and work with him. Right. And he said that he would never reveal who um, R.C. Christian was. So I'm just going to read. What I'm curious what was in the non-disclosure. I don't know, because he never did. He never, like, spoke the name ever. So this is from a person who worked on the documentary. 
I'll shut my child up. <laughs> All right. In early 2010, I was involved with the development of the documentary Dark Clouds Over Elberton, a Chris Pinto production made with the assistance of Mike Bennett, the podcast behind End Times focused future quake program. In addition to being filmed in numerous scenes, I also provided Pinto with my research and I arranged his interview with YSC Martin, the key figure in uncovering the identity of R.C. Christian. However, Within a few days, I withdrew from the project after witnessing unethical and disrespectful behavior from both Pinto and Bennett. Most importantly, Pinto and Bennett boastfully exploited Wyatt Martin's trust and ridiculed the man in the process in order to covertly obtain R.C. Christian's address in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Wyatt C. Martin has maintained his vow to protect the identity of R.C. Christian since 1979, I deeply respect Martin and I consider him a man of rare character and morality. Martin had suffered a debilitating stroke only a few weeks before I arranged the Pinto Bennett interview and Martin originally declined the interview until I vouched for the character of the pair. Consequently, I felt responsible for their betrayal of YSC Martin. So the way that they get this information out of Martin is they're interviewing him and they're at his house and at the very beginning they're like hey can we ask you some questions about this and white martin's like yeah absolutely of course but i'm not going to answer the thing that you want me to answer mm-hmm. and they're like oh no like we absolutely respect that like we just want to like hear about your account of the day so like they're going through all of that and then it's so, like all the information that you know but then they go out to like his shed where he has storage mm-hmm. and he shows them like hey in this briefcase i have all the letters from rc christian Mm -hmm. and they're like okay like we won't um like you don't have to like open any of them like do you like really have them in there like actually like oh my god they're letters from the actual rc christian and they convince him to open it Mm -hmm. and so he's showing them envelopes and he's not opening them up and he like there a couple of them do not even have return addresses but they're looking at it and they're like, oh my gosh, that's R.C. Christian's handwriting in the address to Wyatt mm-hmm. C. Martin. But then, so they're like, so they're acting like they're going to be completely respectful of him. Like, oh no, like we won't like try to convince you to tell us anything. They're, yeah, they're convincing him by saying they're not going to convince yeah. him. <clears throat> so then Wyatt C. Martin holds up a letter and it has the postmark stamp from mm-hmm. Fort Dodge, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then on a different one, they find a return address mm-hmm. or an address in Fort Dodge. So they use that to track down who lived at this address in the 70s. And they find a doctor named Herbert Heine Kirsten. It's such a good name. <sighs> I know. So Herbert Heine Kirsten was a physician in Fort Dodge and so they go to Fort Dodge and this, these last 30 minutes they're asking people around town like if they remember um Dr. Kirsten and most of the people are like yeah we remember him he was like a super great guy like I went to him for this and that like he's just like a family physician mm-hmm. but he came from a long line of family who were physicians and they had a private practice in the town so he had a little bit of money then they go and interview a man who 
is kind of like a historian for the town. Like he works in the library and he Mm -hmm. knew like everything about everyone. So they interview him and he went to the country club with Dr. Kirsten. And this is the first person who actually like admits that Kirsten was not a good person. Nice. It's like when someone dies and everyone says like the same thing about them. Yeah, because he is dead. Mm -hmm. So in the last few minutes of this documentary, we find out that Herbert Heine Kirsten was most likely one of the members of the group who funded the Georgia Guidestones. And it's not, it wasn't made by like the occult, wasn't made by witches, Mm -hmm. wasn't made by like anything to be like spooky. It's made by Nazis. (laughs) It's made by white supremacists. Just like everything in America. (laughs) Well, yeah, and it's in Georgia. So, you know, I mean, if you listen, if you listen to the last episode, you know that they talk about how they need to be like selective with reproduction. Mm -hmm. And so the person that they interviewed, like, okay, so like, because he's talking about like, here, let me back up. The biggest thing that was known around town was that Dr. Kirsten wanted to develop a scientific test to finally prove that non-white humans were subpar to white humans. Get out of here. He wanted to make an actual scientific test to prove this. He told everyone that was like his life's mission. So the documentarian, documentarians? I don't know. Did I make that up? People who are doing the documentary, who I don't really like, were like, okay, wait, so was he a white supremacist? And this guy goes, yeah, he was a racist from his head to his fingertips. From his head to his fingertips or his his toes? No, he said to Just his like fingertips. He said to his fingertips out of the bottom half of his body was a racist. <laughs> he gets boners from back. <laughs> I was going to say that. But that's what he says. Um, yeah, so Dr. Kirsten was a white supremacist. Um, he publicly praised David Duke, the former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. He also... Gross. Yeah. He also, like, was proudly friends with a man named William Shockley, who was a Nobel Prize winning physicist, who was, who was like, the most unpopular Nobel Prize winner because <laughs> he was openly a Nazi... And just publicly talked about how whites were genetically superior. And he wanted, yeah, he talked about. Um, I hate living in Iowa for this reason. I know. Like he openly talked about how um, people, well, not only was he racist, but then he also talked about how people who had a lower IQ should be sterilized. Okay, that's not far off. <laughs> so like just because you're smart though does not mean that you can adequately take care of a human absolutely (laughs) so we know that dr kirsten himself is racist we know Mm -hmm. that he's friends with william shockley so then people theorize that william shockley was also part of this small Mm -hmm. group of white supremacists who helped fund the georgia guidestones there's another person named robert merriman who was a publisher of the Fort Dodge Messenger, like the local newspaper. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book called Common Sense Renewed. It was published under the name Robert Christian. And so Common Sense Renewed oh. is named after Thomas Paine's book Common Sense, um, which I talked about last time. <clears throat> but it basically 
it is like it's supposed to be um, along with the Georgia Guidestones. So it kind of goes in deeper with mm-hmm. what the Georgia Guidestones want you to do. Um, but yeah, it's just really, really racist and not great. And um, Robert Kirsten, this remember, this is in the height of the Cold War. So Robert Kirsten believe Robert Kirsten, Herbert Kirsten fully believed that we were going to get bombed mm-hmm. and that we would have to rebuild society. And so he wanted society to be rebuilt with um, only white people. And that's what the Georgia Guidestones were built for. So rough. That is horrible. It's horrible. I'm kind of glad that someone bombed it. Um. Yeah, but people bombed it because they thought it was witches. I know. I know. <laughs> Turns out it's just Nazis. Yeah, it's just Nazis. Um. When Robert, so Robert Kirsten also had like a lot of money, so he definitely mm-hmm. was able to help fund part of this. When he died, he left four hundred thousand. Herbert Kirsten. Herbert. Am I saying Robert Kirsten? I mean yeah. Herbert Kirsten. It's hard because his name was RC. I know. So he. When he died, he left $400,000 to the Catholic Diocese. Nice. That was by him. Which is also interesting because he, in the Georgia Guidestones, he said, basically he like alluded to using birth control to keep the population down, which mm-hmm. Catholicism doesn't disputes. Allow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, so I did kind of like how the documentary ended the doc. So, cause it's talking about how like he says that he was like really religious and stuff, but mm-hmm. then he's also a Nazi. So <laughs> the documentary ends with them kind of like reviewing, um, like Christian ideology where it's saying like, <laughs> go forth into the world and... <laughs> And spread the Christian message to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you're saying, like, hey, just a reminder that Christianity preaches that you should treat everyone with respect. And they, like, go through that. People forget that. Yeah, they they just kind of review that. But then the last line, like, the last sentence spoken in this documentary is, if the world forgets their Christian values, then it will bring forth another Holocaust. And then the documentary ends and goes to credits. Oh, okay. <laughs> the most dramatic documentary I've ever watched. Um, fun fact: um, Abba was created because of the Aryan race that Hitler was trying. To I have I have heard that on TikTok. Also, I think it's crazy that you know RC Christian had all of these bank accounts from like all over, mm-hmm. assuming that he had like. A big group of people everywhere. This is not in like social media time where you can like easily get all of these people. Yes. That you know. Like he's pen pals with all of these racists. Yeah. I think That's there must have been like a national KKK convention and then he like networked his idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, remember, the Georgia Guidestones are really, really, really expensive. He could not. They were $400,000. Yeah. Like, so it was in today's. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was he was a physician. Um, Robert Merriman was the publisher of the Fort Dodge newspaper. And then there was Shockley, who was a Nobel Prize winner. So he had some money, but they definitely needed other people to help. Right. Fund this. 
So, well, thank you for watching that documentary for us. You're welcome. It was two hours. It was a trip. But, yeah, that is supposedly the answer to the Georgia Guidestones. Do you believe it? I believe it. It makes sense because there was a lot of stuff that, like, alluded to Uh eugenics and things like that. So, I believe it. But, I mean, and the envelopes were, they found the return address to him so just don't like out of all the cases you do it somehow connects iowa and georgia i know it's super weird they also like they did go back um there's one letter where rc christian said that he was 78 years old and at the time that he wrote the letter he would have had to be born in 1920 and um dr kirsten was born in 1920 uh yc martin said that he um he did like get a phone call from him one time after the year 2000 and then like found out that he died shortly after and Dr. Kirsten died in 2005. So that checks out. So it seems factual. I believe it. But it's unfortunate. I'm sorry that I just keep doing uh, cases about racists from Georgia. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> But, yeah, I watched the documentary, so you don't have to. Thank you. You're welcome. That is the end of our little bonus episode. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys. We So this is just a mini episode, so we will be releasing a full episode on Wednesday. So follow us on Facebook at Aesthetically Pleasing, on Instagram at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod, and you can always email us at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod at gmail.com. Right. Bye, guys. Thank you.